Welcome to the Making Sense of MarTech podcast and a regular set of conversations with some of the most interesting people in marketing, tech and advertising. My name is Juan Mendoza. I write the MarTech weekly newsletter, a weekly email that covers the most important shifts in marketing technology. People who work at the world's largest media, tech and marketing companies read it. Today, I'm joined by Jeffrey Keating. He's the head of content marketing at Segment. Jeffrey's been working in content, UX design for brands such as Intercom, Vodafone, and Zurich Bank. Jeffrey and his team recently published a report that was featured in the MarTech Weekly on how the CDP market is changing, that's short for customer data platforms, uh, how the pandemic influenced that, and how are different brands adopting different ways to analyze and uh, manipulate and activate on data, we talk about the state of CDPs in the market and how Segment was able to process more than a trillion API calls in a single month and the landscape of data infrastructure in companies, how that's changing globally and what does it mean for the future of how brands use and activate data. So I give you Jeffrey Keating. Hi Juan, thanks for having me. I'd love for you to give me a brief introduction to what Segment is as a company and this a little bit of background on the CDP report. Now, it came out uh, just recently to talk about 2020 and those shifts in uh, how the pandemic has changed consumer behavior and what brands are doing with all those data they're collecting now that most customers are online. Uh, what is the purpose of the report and how did you go about the analysis? Sure. So I, I really think to understand maybe the, the genesis of the report, I think it's probably most helpful to, to understand what segment is and uh, I guess why we're, why we're qualified to, to publish something like this. Um, so over the past decades, uh, we've helped close to 20,000 customers now collect data from their websites and mobile apps and then federate that data uh, to over uh, 350 different uh, SaaS tools. Uh, so what Segment does is, you know, we give customers a code snippet, uh, instructions for sending data to our API, and then really allow people to turn on, you know, integrations really with the flip of the switch. Um, and I think that really gives Segment a bird's eye view of, of, of two things in, in particular. The first is, you know, really just how much customer data is being collected uh, the world over by our customers. And then the second is, a really in-depth view of all the fastest growing apps in MarTech. Uh, so similar to, to, you know, the bird's eye view that maybe someone like Okta has in terms of sort of app enablement, Segment has, has, has something quite similar. So armed with those particular insights once a year, the team gets together. Uh, we package those insights into an annual report uh, through close collaboration with our data analytics team. Always fun kind of pulling this data and kind of seeing the sort of fault lines and sort of macro changes year on year. Uh, we compare each tool uh, along with its you know, competitors, and then we highlight who's growing the fastest and then add some kind of light uh, commentary as to why. Um, and then uh, this year specifically, um, our report retells, I guess on reflection, a pretty incredible story about the overall acceleration of digital adoption over the past 12 months. Um, you know, probably should come as no surprise to a lot of uh, uh, listeners is that, you know, on the back of the pandemic, you know, really witnessed pretty incredible digital acceleration, really, that we haven't really seen. Most businesses uh, who maybe didn't have an online presence have had one now. 
and then the ones that did have an online presence have just drastically uh, accelerated. Um, so yeah, most businesses are internet businesses now. Most businesses have to engage with customers across multiple channels, and then you know the resulting multi-channel engagement strategy they have results in uh, a pretty incredible amount of customer data that they have to manage. Which is kind of uh, uh, to my earlier point, where a customer uh, data platform can can really excel. Then I suppose when we look at the, the the sort of downstream benefits of a tool like Segment, which is sort of managing that customer data and sending that customer data to multiple different tools, we can also see some sort of macro changes happening kind of behind the scenes in terms of uh, preferences for, for different uh, app categories and general adoption. What we saw last year was pretty incredible growth in certain app categories, uh, specifically things like advertising. You know, email was way up, SMS was way up, um, customer success tools were way up. Um, so again, this report gives us a kind of bird's eye view of kind of tech stack changes, martech adoption in general, as opposed to just the, the sort of overarching customer data uh, growth. So yeah, published uh, in February last month. If you haven't had a chance to, to read a copy, definitely recommend it. And uh, glad that uh, some of the newsletter subscribers uh, have found it uh, beneficial already. You know, what's interesting, Jeffrey, about, about the pandemic it, it catalyzed a lot of brands having to adopt digital channels and set up online stores and look at things like digital advertising and email marketing. It's really proven the point, And I think you alluded to this earlier that every company now is a technology company and every company relies on technology tools to actually do business. And so I'm not surprised that segment has grown, you know, it, it's a, brand that's got more than 20,000 customers. Uh, so Segment has a really interesting vantage point when it comes to understanding how, what are these shifts between the brands that are now having to go online, um, they're forced to during lockdowns globally and changing preferences from uh, consumers and how they shop um, and how they do business. Uh, and what kind of data they're collecting to support their sales activities and their customer experience activities, you know, across collecting and analyzing, storing, activating data. So uh, with that in mind, uh, what are your views on the industries that are starting to adopt customer data platforms? What other shifts are you seeing over last year out of the report? And how are these different industries using data in, in, in different ways? Yeah, so I'll, I'll maybe start kind of uh, quite, quite broad. So I, I think across all industries, what we witness is that the, I guess, the volume, velocity, and also the variety of, of customer data that's being tracked across the organizations um, has, at least on segments platform, um, really doubled in, in over the course of, of 2020. Um, wow. So I think the best way to maybe illustrate this is, you know, in December 2019, Segment was processing, you know, nearly 500 billion uh, API calls a month, uh, but by the end of 2020, that number had grown to to over one trillion. So we're talking about a sort of uh, overall doubling of the amount of API calls and customer data being tracked uh, on the Segment platform. And um, obviously, that has some uh, industry-specific uh, differentials. I think if we drill down maybe uh, a little further, customer data platforms obviously are kind of a uh, I guess an unfortunate or not unfortunate, but given the sort of uh, tragic events of the past year, it's hard to talk about uh, winners and losers, but certainly customer data platforms have benefited from, I guess, broader societal changes really throughout 2020. 
Um, I think there was one McKinsey study that was published uh, last year, uh, which found that e-commerce, e-commerce uh, had grown by 10 years in, in just under, under three months. So naturally, e-commerce was one industry that, that saw you know, significant increased adoption and usage uh, across the segment platform. Um, maybe some more of these macro changes again probably shouldn't come as a lot of su- a surprise to, to a lot of listeners here. You know things like telehealth, uh, remote education, um, you know retail, specifically online retail. Uh, media again was a big industry for us. Um, you know these are industries that that saw significant growth uh, themselves in 2020, and then which had a sort of trickle down effect for uh, an increased need uh, for for customer data platforms. Uh, I think. Really, what is exciting for me, I guess, is that you can actually think of customer data platforms um, in a lot of ways as kind of like a mirror for digital adoption in the world around us. Um, generally speaking, if there's a businesses, if there's a business or industry that's moving online that are producing significant quantities of customer data, uh, really they're looking for for a technology like a CDP. So it's interesting how uh, I guess broader societal changes are kind of mirroring back onto the broad adoption of customer data platforms. And that's interesting to me, Jeffrey, because it, it, it seems as though CDPs have been in, in the market for years and it kind of took a pandemic <laughs> in a lot of ways for brands to really understand and go, wow, okay, I actually need a, a customer data platform and infrastructure to support my digital activities. I can't just work with one specific channel anymore. Customers purchase for different channels. Uh, so it's it's... Interesting that you brought up the 1 trillion API calls. When I read that in the report, uh, that took me back a little bit to say, wow, okay, Segment have got some serious infrastructure. You mentioned before this call uh, a little bit about Centrifuge and how Segment had to change a lot of how how the company actually works with data and the infrastructure underlying that to help support the brands that they service. So, you know, and then there's this this great stat that came out of the report as well that said that 70% of companies they were actually reported that a CDP will be critical to their customer experience efforts. You know, that's across marketing, it's across digital, across product, also advertising as well, touches all of those different customer experience uh, interactions. So why do you think that is? Let's talk a little bit first about how Segment have been able to build the infrastructure to support uh, a stat like one trillion API calls in 2020, um, just in one month. But then let's talk about how, you know, what, what does this 73% mean? How are brands thinking about how a CDP will support their customer experience initiatives and their, and their efforts going into 2021? Sure. So maybe I'll, I'll kind of start things off just on the infrastructure side. So, you know, really our journey kind of started back in 2016 with regards to how we can kind of ingest that, uh, those volumes of customer data. So at the time, back in 2016, we'd been experiencing, you know, huge amounts of growth. Uh, we're probably talking, you know, triple digit year on year growth. Um, obviously, incredibly exciting time for the business. But from, I guess, from a, a, a infrastructure or technology standpoint, we really underestimated just how, how fast we would grow. And then we just saw a sudden influx of so many companies using our CDP to ingest really so many uh, data points that it was really causing our infrastructure to break. So started getting things left and right from customers and partners about, you know, reliability issues. Obviously that's never a good position uh, to be in. So we took under the, I guess, you know, from, from a sort of purely infrastructure perspective, we took a look under the hood of Centrifuge, which is kind of the core infrastructure of our CDB. Um, 
If you haven't read uh, sort of this overarching story, I'd recommend visiting the second blog and, and looking at how we rebuilt a centrifuge. So really it was only in 2018, we built what we call Centrifuge uh, Volume 2, which again is the blog post that, that I reference. Uh, you know, pretty significant work to actually sort of develop the underlying infrastructure uh, of Segment itself uh, and something that could actually truly handle uh, just about everything uh, from a technology standpoint. So I think it was probably the underlying work that had been done prior to, to 2018 that really gave us the ability to manage that increased volume throughout 2020. So uh, definitely a benefit that we actually had the infrastructure in place to handle that uh, over the past 12 months. Infrastructure is, it is interesting because it, it's not only the infrastructure like Centrifuge at Segment, it's also it, Segment as a product, it becomes infrastructure for a brand and how they manage their data. It becomes a, a central data hub, a space where, you know, data analytics experts, product engineers, marketers can actually go and um, collect that data. They can go and pipe it into sort of any app. So, there's an interesting conversation happening at the moment about how does a CDP stack up against something like, you know, a data warehouse um, with, let's say it's got some APIs connect to it. It's piping data in from different systems. Why do you think uh, brands are moving away, particularly last year from having like a data warehouse, which has a number of different APIs connected to it, to an actual customer data platform? And what does that look like? Sure. So I think there's maybe two parts to this question. One is kind of like why are you know businesses really focusing on customer platforms and, and why maybe they're finding uh, some limitations with regards to uh, data So I'll kind of take that, that question maybe in two parts. I think the first point is maybe one that we've already touched on is just that there's really just simply more customer data being created than, than ever before. Um, you know, every business is working across multiple different channels, creating vast quantities of customer data on each it really necessitates uh, new technology to manage it. So what we're finding now is that CDPs are kind of like a line item in, in MarTech budgets, which is an ultimately a, a positive for the category. But I think it's also worth reflecting on rather than just the sort of like ingestion size is to look at really the unique capabilities that, that customer data platforms have um, uh, beyond that. You know, customer data platforms not only just handle the, the sort of uh, data collection piece, but, you know, a good customer data platform will create a comprehensive view of each of your customers uh, by you know collecting that data from multiple different systems, you know linking information related to the same customer, storing that information to track behavior over time from from these disparate data sources. So again, it's you know looking beyond ingestion. There's a sort of unification piece that the customer data platform is kind of uniquely equipped to handle. Yeah. Um, and then one we've already kind of touched on as well is that really as tech stack grow and evolve in every company, which again, I think we're going to touch on uh, uh, shortly in terms of just overall app adoption. I think, you know, the, tech, the average company now has a tech stack of probably dozens, if not not hundreds of tools. Businesses require really systems that, you know, can collect customer data, unify it and, and, and govern it, and also send it downstream. So customer platforms are increasingly used as tech stacks grow more broadly. So I think, uh, to your question as to why kind of brands are, are, are turning towards customer platforms, I think it's those kind of three key pieces um, that, that play a, a significant part. Um, to your question, you know, around why customer platforms uh, are maybe being preferred over, over data warehouses, I think I'd caveat that by saying I don't think it's um, an either or situation. I don't think uh, 
any sort of modern business or estate one is going to abandon that data warehouse uh, by any means. Um, so it's definitely not a, a, an either or situation. Um, yeah, as said, modern businesses are probably like operating, uh, operating both. Uh, I think the, the the difference that I maybe want to stress is that CDP is is you know a piece of of, of packaged software. You know, usually bought and controlled uh, by a line of, of business buyers. So often, you know, uh, in, in in marketing. So this obviously distinguishes it slightly from a data warehouse or maybe a data lake, which is usually custom built um, in another department, such as maybe IT or engineering. And I think it's the the sort of package nature of a customer platform that makes it somewhat unique um, is that, first off, it's easier to deploy by other departments outside of engineering, and it's also easier to use across different departments. So whereas data warehouse and data lake obviously is, is heavily used by you know, engineering and, and more technical departments, customer platform has benefits you know, really across the org. So we can see, you know, teams like marketing, success, uh, sales, all benefiting from, from a customer platform uh, as opposed to something like data warehouse. I'll also say that there's some very interesting tools in the market that are emerging, like Census, which you know actually streams your your customer data um, from your data warehouse uh, directly uh, downstream to the tools that you use it every day. So I think there's a lot of exciting things happening in this space with regards to how data warehouses and customer platforms are kind of uh, jostling uh, beside uh, one another. Yeah, that you touch on uh, a few things here that which are really interesting. The first is. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen um, from Chief Martech, what's their marketing tech stack look like? They call it the stackies and there's a bunch of awards and, you know, it's quite funny because um, some of these companies will get really creative visualizing what's their marketing tech stack. What were those, all those different apps um, that they're using to power customer experience and, and to manage data and things like that. And the one thing over the years uh, which is really interesting to me is that those stacks are getting larger. <laughs> you know, there's more apps in the ecosystem and there's more things happening for brands as they, they're looking to solve on different aspects of the customer experience. And so there's this one trend where it seems that for a lot of brands, their, their marketing tech stacks are growing. They're adopting more apps and more technology and more point solutions. But on the other side, you have a really interesting um, emergence of the no code movement where a lot of, you know, they call it the democratization of data and, you know, uh, independent creators and, and people in companies who are able to pick up something like a CDP and create a connection with an app, say Google Analytics or a MailChimp or whatever it is. And being able to do that with very, very little dependencies on uh, someone who works in IT or an engineer or a data scientist even. And so I think you touched on a really interesting element there is that CDPs solve a unique need. And that is helping the people who actually need access to that data day to day. So talking about the number of apps and you know th that number seems to be growing. The report also talks about some of the trends on how those apps are being used by people in those companies. Um, can you talk a bit about that and you know how how that that's changed over time? Yeah, it's it's funny you mentioned this the stackies. I, I I've got to think certainly from our perspective, this is always one of the the most popular parts of the report. Uh, I think it plays on you know maybe our human instinct of kind of peeking behind the curtain of how these companies are. Are building out their tech stack so uh, glad glad you kind of mentioned that and yeah it's always something that that um folks are always pretty excited to, to read about uh, so 
again, to your point around sort of overall tech stack and app adoption, I think our, our report uh, would certainly back that up. Uh, this year, the average number of apps deployed per customer on the second platform have risen steadily across all industries. Uh, so more broadly up 33% over the past year alone, which is which is pretty significant. You know, what we saw maybe both large and small customers adopting more technology. And, um, you know, that number obviously is, is slightly different depending on the size of the company. For example, I think enterprise companies probably use in the region of maybe 35 to 40% more apps than, than SMB companies. I don't think that's drastically surprising given, you know, bigger companies need more technology. And um, so again, uh, but it was still interesting to see that particular uh, trend in, in the data. Um, the broad app adoption on the segment platform, I think it illustrates maybe two particularly interesting trends to me, certainly, is that more and more we're seeing that there is not this sort of single gatekeeper stakeholder who really owns app adoption at a company. Maybe if we've, you know, looked back uh, a decade ago, it was really IT that drove all major technology purchasing decisions. Um, but today with you know, what is it, what are we up to kind of close to almost 8,000 uh, MarTech apps available? Um, it's impossible and not scalable for an IT department to evaluate the right technology for, for every department. Um, I think also additionally, the, the sort of nature and economics of SaaS is that um, it's again, not possible for an IT department to actually set up and maintain um, each of these new apps. Um, more and more, again, you think you referenced the no-code movements that nowadays, and certainly within our marketing team and within our other departments, you know, anyone, even with people with kind of uh, maybe little to no technical backgrounds can both choose, purchase, and actually implement these new apps, which again is what, you know, segment really sort of plays a part there. So I think these these kind of two trends, on the one hand, the the volume and availability of, of apps, and also their, their ease of implementation, have really led companies to, I guess, uh, I think you mentioned democratize or kind of really distribute this responsibility for app adoption uh, across uh, the organization. Um, obviously, uh, with a tool like Customer Net Platform or Segment, you know, these tools can be integrated in under five minutes, swapped out, swapped in um, as your business needs dictates. So in general, what we found is that uh, you, Individuals across the organization are really empowered to play a much, much larger role in evaluating uh, the best technology toolkit uh, for their teams. Yeah, there's, there's also this paradox um, that I'm finding is that, you know, and large enterprise brands that have been around forever, they seem to have uh, a poorer tech stack than the startup or the company that's like five years old. <laughs> the, the smaller companies get access to the better technology um, purely because they haven't been around so long enough to, <laughs> to build a technical debt over time and have to rely on like an old SAP system or something that's a billion years old. And, uh, and I think that's quite interesting how segment fits into that where, um, where the company both uh, solves problems for large enterprise, big legacy brands, but also startups and then everything in the middle uh, because it solves a need to, yeah, really help uh, team members, product people, marketers get access to the data they need and be able to actually push that around to the apps that will be able to solve on those customer experiences um, and drive, um, you know, things like revenue and 
um, lifetime value and retention and all of those aspects. So, so it's a, it's a really core piece within um, the marketing tech stack, the customer data platform. So one thing I want to zoom in on here is uh, how CDPs are emerging uh, kind of to replace data marketing platforms, DMTs, uh, in how brands are approaching advertising and using data to power advertising. How have you seen, particularly from segment standpoint, how brands are changing how they use a CDP for advertising purposes? And what does that look like? Yeah, so certainly with regards to, to, to our report, that was really one of the, the big standouts um, this year for me with regards to increased um, advertising app uh, adoption. So uh, for the readers maybe who haven't read the report or just to clarify, our data shows that digital advertising tools um, really saw probably the most significant growth on the second platform this year. Um, and they became the, the number two category, uh, number two app category on the second platform. Um, as I said, really when I pulled the data, that was that was uh, a little bit of a surprise. Um, I guess on the one hand, just considering maybe the um, challenging economic circumstances um, caused by the pandemic, um, I think a lot of analysts would have predicted a decrease in advertising demand. Uh, I think some analysts have predicted it worse than maybe the 2008 recession. Um, and I think... Uh, during recessions or challenging economic circumstances, uh, people naturally assume that uh, advertising budgets are slashed, MarTech budgets are slashed. There's just going to be less and less uh, money to go around for, for advertising purposes. Um, what was surprising for me is that our data shows there was actually climbing adoption for both Google and Facebook ads, which, again, by the end of the year, I think is is um, would, would make a lot of sense. It's kind of in line with the uh, rebounding usage reported by both Facebook, Google, and one, you know the major other ad platforms uh, throughout the year. So, I think CDP specifically have benefited from um, some of these more macro level changes that have been happening in the ad tech industry. There's obviously new laws and announcements regarding you know third party cookies, um, and I think what what we've seen is that businesses are, I guess moving away from the sort of speculative third-party data sources and increasing their focus on advertising via first-party data sources, which uh, you know, customer data platforms are really uniquely positioned to handle via their uh, server-side event tracking and audience building uh, capabilities. And what we've heard from our customers certainly is that using a customer data platform with um, identity resolution at its core, uh, customers can activate uh, that sort of uh, cliche phrase, the <laughs> single view of the customer, um, and deliver those personalized advertising campaigns, you know, without the need for for cookie tracking or other maybe nefarious uh, third party uh, data sources. So I think it's really the sort of first party data aspect that the customer data platforms um, are, are are really, and that is uh, at least our theory as to why businesses are looking towards customer data platforms. Yeah, the the industry has become um, really destabilized um, on an advertising front when it comes to the phasing out of third-party cookies, but also things like Apple's IDFA tracking restrictions across apps. Um, you know, and so when it comes to advertising, there's been a shift away from uh, you know these 
un, unknown, you could almost say, with third-party data. You know, you, you're creating identity around the behaviors of a customer across different website properties and and across uh, you know social platforms and how they're interacting with ads. But but it's it's now become very unreliable, and that's why I think a lot of brands are flocking. And and to me, it, uh, both the trend of uh, the pandemic forcing companies to have to uh, trade digitally and do business uh, on digital platforms and the phasing out of third-party cookies from the likes of Apple and Google, those things kind of dovetail into this sort of perfect storm in a teacup almost. <laughs> and then CDP is going to sit in the middle and say, hey, we've actually got a solution for that. Uh, we can um, support that uh, customer identification uh, process by using first-party data, by stitching what's happening in an app or a website with something like an email address or um, that sort of unique customer ID. And that has become quite an interesting solution. It's obviously very new and I'm, and I'm sure Segment and other CDP companies are looking to enhance that capability to help bolster that advertising effort as well. Uh, so there is this really interesting uh, shift and a lot of change happening very quickly over the period of say 12 months. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about um, the CDP industry itself, because there's been a lot of change. Uh, you know, the, the technology, I would say, is probably still quite nascent in some markets. And now there's becoming this, now there's this trend that's starting to grow around, you know, the, the technology is becoming a bit more commoditized. You know, some markets are becoming very mature in how they use customer data platforms. You know, you have other, and I've, I've spoken to a few people at different customer data platform companies, and often they say that, look, our competition uh, is not a CDP per se, but it's actually the brands who are building their own one in-house. <laughs> and it goes back to our previous question about uh, the, the, the argument around, should we use a data warehouse and then a bunch of APIs instead of a CDP? But there's this really interesting commoditization of the technology. There's obviously a lot of different vendors in the space. Um, I know that Twilio uh, recently acquired segments. So there's this sort of growing ecosystem there uh, between telephony and then data infrastructure, which is awesome. Uh, so how, how have you seen that commoditization happen as, uh, as brand, brands pick up customer data platforms, start using them and then mature as they, as they use those products? Yeah, so it's interesting. You mentioned the the, the point about commoditization uh, and consolidation. I, I, I guess let's maybe pause and think about sort of the the broader CDP industry for a while. And so I think there's been maybe a, a couple of different flavors of of CDPs down the years. Um, but by and large, the most common implementation. Is really as a tool that collects and, and unifies that data from multiple different sources and then pipes that data downstream to one tool or another. So uh, segment being the, the, the classic example here. And what this meant is that I suppose collecting customer data and engaging with your customers, it really approached as actually two separate problems. Um, whereas in fact, what we're seeing is increasingly that businesses are, are seeing them as two parts of the same problem. So yes, you need to collect data to understand your customers, which is what uh, CDP excels at. And then you really need to act on that data and actually engage your customers, preferably under one umbrella or on one platform itself. So 
I think Twilio's acquisition of, of segments uh, maybe gives us a, a little bit of a glimpse into how these two problems can, can be tackled uh, at once. So companies, on the one hand, get access to that sort of central data source to assemble and share those unified customer profiles, but then they can actually activate that data uh, through one of the many channels on the Twilio platform. So it's customer data collection and engagement in one platform. So I think, or certainly my prediction uh, would be that this won't be the last CDP acquisition in the industry over the coming years. I could easily see uh, some of large sort of technology companies that we're all very familiar with um, acquiring a CDP in the not too, too distant future. Really primarily because more and more companies are seeking to bring customer data and journey orchestration under one roof. And I think this kind of comes back to the sort of first party data aspect that we kind of touched on earlier. I think it's more and more important for businesses to actually have that single source of truth and then also give uh, businesses the ability to act on that customer data uh, in one platform. But I think, you know, in, in a lot of ways, I think I've had some good conversations with people uh, of the coming, uh, of, of the past couple of weeks as to what that means for customer data platforms going forward. Does that in some way invalidate the need for customer data platform? And I would actually say it's probably the, the opposite in some regards. I think if these acquisitions are kind of vote of confidence in customer data platforms, uh, really it's a sort of execution of the CDP vision writ large, which is, you know, customer data platforms are absolutely the central nervous system of a business. And I think acquisitions and sort of consolidation and commoditization is only actually uh, a, a positive for the industry. And yeah, super excited to, to see what happens uh, over the coming months. So we talked a little bit about the commoditization of CDPs and how, you know, brands are still quite reliant on the technology and it is maturing quite a bit, but that's also in parallel with how brands are collecting data at exponential rates more than ever before. Uh, you know, marketers are swimming in data and it's becoming quite, quite interesting to see how different brands are approaching that. And so how do CDPs fit into that picture? You know, they're seeing, you know, just an influx of all this different customer data. How do CDPs, and we might just end on this, how do CDPs help brands better understand that data and harness it in ways that are tangible and lead to some great outcomes? Yeah, so I'll caveat this by saying I can't kind of dive deep into individual uh, uh, customers. Um, I would encourage anyone uh, to, to go to segment.com forward slash customers, um, which is really a collection of the interesting ways that, that people use the, the segment platform. Um, for me, um, and obviously there's, lot, there's lots of sort of technical implementations of segment that I, I, I really admire and of customer data platforms, but for me, my actually favorite use cases and stories are, I think we touched on it earlier, are around actually data democratization. Um, so I'm often on calls with, with customers uh, on a regular basis, recording you know, case studies or customer testimonials or just collaborating on, on content in general. And more and more, um, really what I'm hearing and a sort of pattern and theme that uh, is just shared on a regular basis is a lack of consistency in, in how they handle data and how they collect data is causing all sorts of, of, of knock-on effects uh, with regards to data quality and uh, their personalization and marketing efforts. Um, what's really interesting for me is you know, why people are seeing this as a problem. You know, not only does it result in underperforming marketing and you know, leads to poor marketing ROI, 
it, it actually causes something probably more serious, which is kind of misalignment and lack of consensus um, and alignment uh, uh, between teams. You know, with so many teams managing their own uh, sources of truth, it becomes this sort of like pitch battle where everyone is trying to sort of uh, claim that their data source is a single source of truth. Um, and, you know, when this actually happens, it, from a business standpoint, it makes it really hard to prioritize or decide anything when everyone's kind of bringing to the table their own version of events. Um, it can lead to lots of, you know, internal squabbling, which really deflects and sort of uh, gets in the way of, of growth and, and other business priorities. So often what I'm kind of struck with as, as I, I end these calls is often what segments sells is is obviously there's the tech and there's the infrastructure but in a lot of ways it's actually the organizational uh, alignment that segment sells it's yeah. selling that clear picture of of customer data uh, that single source of truth that uh, the entire business rally around and for me i think it's the, the kind of the softer organizational uh, benefits that that segment sells and um, really that 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 um Gives, it, it gives me the most confidence in segments, but also in the category uh, going forward. And, and that's, that's such a great point that you make that uh, CDPs, almost the technology itself forces the issue uh, around, you have to break down your silos. <laughs> you break down the silos between uh, the data that you use and the teams that use it. Um, and that technology definitely helps facilitate that within a company. Thank you, Jeffrey, for a fantastic conversation about the uh, CDP 2021 report. Now, the report, you can find it on the segment website. Uh, I definitely recommend a read. It's got some great insights around different industries and how data is collected and used and activated upon. So I definitely recommend having a look at that. But as we finish up, Jeffrey, uh, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, well, the first place is probably on the segment blog where I'm uh, writing quite quite often. So that's the first place I check out. Uh, second, uh, at Twitter, Jeffrey Keating uh, uh, on Twitter. Obviously, LinkedIn uh, as well. Um, all the all the usual spots that, that I'm on. Great. Well, thanks for joining me. Great. Thanks so much for having me, Juan.